Hello, people, and welcome to Azeroth Coast to Coast, episode 92. Joining me this week as my nightmare of a healer is Kevin. Mm. <laughs> uh, we're still a thing. I know. Shocking. Two weeks ago, we did talk, I have a show, and we did talk about the Heart of Azeroth changes coming in 8.2. This week, we're changing it up a little. We're going to be talking about Heroes of the Storm and all of the changes coming in the next major content patch, including some redesigns of some heroes. Uh, I'm too tired to be witty right now, so we're just going to jump into the show and screw trying to be funny. I'm, 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 I'm not, I'm just not going to be funny. I'm just, that's just me today. This is just, okay. this is just me. This is the level of me today. Um, okay. What have you been, what have you been doing since the last uh, show, buddy? Wow. So last week I did not come to the show because I was attending a conference, South by Southwest, uh, gaming expo event thing. <laughs> you could just say uh, gaming convention. Yeah, it was a gaming convention at South by Southwest. <laughs> um, they do a pretty cool thing. They uh, kind of save all the gaming stuff until the last three days, and then you can buy a pass just for that instead of having to buy the ridiculously priced passes for the entire South by Southwest event. So mm-hmm. that was fun. And um, I ended up posting some of the stuff in uh, the the gaming general chat few of the games that I saw at the event um, that were really awesome. Um, some of them have been previously announced and talked about at other things and other games might be new. I, I have no idea, honestly. Um, but yeah, there was uh, Thunder Rally looked fun. There was a bunch of people playing that. Uh, Katana Zero looked cool. Uh, Felix the Reaper, and there was another game called Pacer, which I haven't been able to find a website for. Um, but it was cool to see new games, talk to some indie game developers, and just kind of get their story about creating the games and things like that. Um, I ended up going to a few panels. I went to a panel on um, video games in Poland and how that industry is kind of booming there, and a uh, event on. Uh, Battle Royale games, just the kind of genre in general. There was a a pro player, a streamer, um, Ava GG, and the guy who runs NSG, who signed Dizzy. Uh, He's a really big um, Apex streamer right now, if you don't know that. Uh, Mm -hmm. And it was just a, it was a cool discussion. And there was another woman, I can't remember what her name was either, but um, it was a cool discussion on the genre and how it's kind of growing and morphing and changing. And of course, they talked a lot about Apex, which is huge right now. Um, and just a, a really interesting time. Um, and the other thing that they had that I wasn't expecting was um, tons of like uh, vendors where you could buy you know merchandise. And they had a huge like board game section and lots of people playing board games. And um, 
Yeah, I think it you know it was definitely worth the trip. Um, I missed some of the panels on Friday because my computer crashed and I was busy fixing that. Um, but yeah, really cool show. I mean, the the tabletop resurgence that's happened in the last five six years is pretty huge. It, you you uh, you expect you get a lot of stuff like that at conventions now. Really mm-hmm. good, love it. Yeah, there there was even some like unreleased tabletop games that are going to be showing up on Kickstarter soon. There was like a um, called Captains and Curses that I looked at that seemed cool. It was like a pirate like board game. Arg. So they're they're getting very involved now. <laughs> board games, they're nice. No, but, it's good. I love I love tabletop stuff. It's yeah, it's great. It's fun. I mean, some of it seems like it's almost at the level of like nearing the level of D anD D. Like not quite that complex, but definitely has like a rule book you have to sit down and learn before you. Can I play mean, it. I wouldn't say D anD D is the most complex thing in the world if you're talking about tabletop RPGs. Fifth edition D anD D is definitely more watered down than previous editions if you want complexity look at pathfinder oh. you want stupid levels of complexity look at pathfinder <laughs> or mutants and masterminds look at them yeah i was looking up a game that won one of the awards for best board game called root i don't know if you've heard or seen that i'm not i like you have to sit down and watch like a 45 minute video to know how to play that game <laughs> and all, all of the characters play differently it's crazy um, but other than that, uh, last weekend I also bought the Division 2 and I was playing with LB and basically throughout this whole week. Um, I'm finding the game really fun. I'm finding the environments and like the places in Washington, D.C. are, you know, very true to life in many respects. Uh-huh. Um, you know, the the layout of the streets and things like that. Some of the buildings, like inside of the buildings, like... Um, there was a building in the uh, Air and Space Museum that was pretty much identical to the room in the actual building, which was awesome to see. And I was like pointing stuff out to LB. I'm like, oh, look, I've I've done that. There's like a, a place where you can walk through a section of the International Space Station that they have in the game. So I was like, wow, it's amazing that they took the time to put that level of detail in. And that was like a side mission that we did. It wasn't even mm-hmm. like a main story mission. So a lot of games nowadays have got stupid levels of realism in regards to the location that they're in. I mean, yeah. I know it's 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 a different type of game, but I know Spider Man from the PS4 mm-hmm. beautifully recreated New York, yeah. and obviously it was a different compared to the real New York because you had like the actual Marvel little cameos and stuff like. Uh, uh, Alias Investigations was there, Rand Industries, and Avengers Tower, but the actual New York stuff was very, very impressive. So, I, yeah, that doesn't surprise me that Divisions managed to pull that off. Yeah. I remember even playing Spider-Man on PlayStation 2 and then, like, going to New York City and recognizing some of the buildings. And I was like, oh, I've been flying, you know, like, swinging <laughs> around there. that. <laughs> so that was... That's interesting. Yeah, I, um, I guess I'm just not used to that from playing just WoW and some of the Blizzard games. Like, yeah, you know, well, you know, they build their own worlds and not different try time, to different different worlds. Yeah. Um. Other than that, you know that we've also been raiding. Um, we've gotten to um, Conclave. Conclave. Is that what it's called? Like yep. two, three weeks in a row, and have 
not been able to beat it. Um, yeah, it's I don't I still don't understand why we're not able to beat it, but we're I you know maybe one day <laughs> we'll actually beat it. Hopefully this week because it's getting old, it's getting boring, people are getting frustrated. Um, it needs we need to just kill it and move on with our lives. So. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Anything else, bud? Um, no, that's about it. I mean, Division has really been kind of eating up the majority of the week. So, Good. oh, I have I have been playing some Apex here and there. The Battle Pass launched this week, and I know that you're against playing it, but you are missing out on a fun ass game. Like I've I've got I've too never many played fun ass games. Battle, I've never played a battle royale game before, so I really don't have any context. But I hear it's really good compared to other ones that are out now so um it's just really fucking fun and i'm always there's always I'll a situation where i'm laughing out loud i stick to realm royale <sighs> okay <laughs> what is so you've been playing realm royale this week yes uh i've been streaming a lot this week uh and the week previous and i've been jumping into realm royale i've been loving it i'm fucking garbage but it's fun i have fun with my friends when i play it it's it's really fun actually i usually hate battle royal type games and i was convincing myself that i was going to hate this one too all my friends told me to play it i loved it have a super great time i wanted to jump in and play it whenever i can at the moment though purchased the division last night <laughs> was always going to purchase it but i had to wait till payday um and I so far don't regret it. It's very fun. Uh, it's, there's a lot of good improvements from the first game, and yeah, I think the I think I'm gonna really enjoy it. But I've only played it for a little bit, so not you know giving too much of an opinion yet because I don't have a full opinion on it. Um, I mean, I think else? initial impressions are that it feels a lot more fluid than the first game did. Yeah, the cover system feels a lot more fluid than the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else are we doing? Uh, also been raiding, uh, both with you guys and with my own guild in Europe. Uh, guild in Europe did manage to kill Conclave. We we did kill it. wasn't clean, but we killed it. Uh, and we did we do did we kill Rastakan or did we get close to killing Rastakan? We got close to killing Rastakan because we haven't actually had. Our second raid day yesterday completely fucked me up because I thought it was. I, I keep. I, I woke up this morning thinking it was Monday because we don't usually raid on a Saturday. We did a normal run. That was fun. Um. Uh. So tonight we're going to be trying uh, Rastakan again. So that'll be fun. Looking forward to killing that bastard and moving on to Mechatork, who's going to be hell. Uh. Oh well. Uh, what else did I do? Uh, lots of D and D. Lots and lots of D and D. I love D and D. Too much D and D. Oh, people keep telling me that I do too much D and D. There's no such thing as too much D and D. D and D is wonderful. Uh, and a little bit of heroes every now and then. Not too much, though, uh, compared to other games. Uh, because there's so many good games out right now. I don't have time to play all the games that I want to play. Which kind of sucks, but oh well. I still haven't finished Kingdom Hearts because I've been too busy jumping into other games. You got the new Kingdom Hearts? I didn't even know that. I got the new Kingdom Hearts and I haven't had... To, I'm at the Monsters Inc. world and I haven't had a ch chance to get further than that. 
That She's looks like, good. I used to play that a lot when I was younger. It's very fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, what else? Have, that's it. Actually, that's what I've been doing this week. Uh, and working a lot, of course, because work. Um, okay, let's uh, move on to listener feedback. Uh, we did get an email, but we're actually going to discuss it a little later. We're actually waiting for a response from the person because there was a little bit of a confusion on it. So we'll move past that for now. Maybe pick up on it next episode. Um, you have some shout outs that you want to do. So do you shout outs, bud? Yes, there are shout outs for people who have been listening or countries with people in it who have been listening to the show recently. They don't know why you do this, but it's adorable. Uh, this, the top countries are the US, the UK, Netherlands, Germany, and Belgium. Hi, guys. Right into the show. Let us, let us know who you are. The, we, we only get so many statistics. We, we don't know exactly who you are, but we know you're listening. Please write in. We love you. I know you have a Google thing you want to talk about. Uh, yeah, shout outs. This has been, or this was a pretty large announcement. Uh, Google is getting into gaming by releasing a streaming service called Stadia. Um, this is similar to the NVIDIA Now service that has been in beta for like four years or something. Um, but basically you would be able to play video games streaming over the internet to your home on any Google, uh, Chromecast enabled device, basically. So computer tv phone tablet um they had a game they had like uh assassin's creed running on a chromebook so uh the hardware requirements of your own system aren't going to be that great like you don't have to have a great computer to play uh the service but um it looks like it's going to be pretty interesting um as long as you get a decent connection to the internet you should be able to play games you know, at up to 4K resolution at 60 frames a second. So um, they didn't announce pricing or anything, just a controller that you can buy that uses Wi-Fi instead of Bluetooth to reduce lag. So, you know, yeah, if the input lag is tolerable and you have a good internet connection, that might be interesting depending on what uh, game game developers or game publishers uh, sign up to, you know, have their games on that. Um, they showed some demos where like you would be watching a YouTube video on Assassin's Creed and at the end it just has like a play button and you just click play and within five seconds you're playing the game. Um, so that is an interesting concept. We'll see if it goes anywhere. They didn't announce release dates or pricing, but um, pretty interesting announcement. Pretty cool. Very cool. Yeah. Um, I do have one something I want to talk about very quickly. I spoke about this last episode um, because it's still fucking insane. <laughs> and even you, Kevin, who's someone who is not not interested in D and D really a lot or doesn't really know much about it, find this absolutely insane. Yeah. Critical Role, uh, the Legend of Vox Machina animated special. Uh, Kickstarter's still going, 25 days left to go. They are currently sitting, bear in mind their original goal was $750,000 at $7.9 million, uh, reaching all of but one of their stretch goals. And, and bear in mind they added three stretch goals because they fucking destroyed everything within 24 hours. Um, their, ne- their final stretch goal is $8.8 8 million, 
Uh, and upon reaching that stretch goal, they will complete the uh, additional Briarwood arc that they're doing for this animated special. Uh, so the last two episodes of the Briarwood arc, as well as the lovely Ashley Johnston, uh, a.k.a. Um, Ellie from The Last of Us or Patterson on Blindspot, uh, she will DM a one-shot for the group and it will be glorious because everyone loves Ashley Johnson. So if you are a D&D fan or if you're someone who is interested in D&D but has never really jumped into it, I highly recommend you have a look at this because once you look at this, you'll you'll it'll be one of those things where it's like, this looks so fucking interesting. I, I've got all this free content I can look at. Let's have a look. I highly recommend it. So please, if you are a D&D fan, if you do love Critical Role, continue to share so we can get that final stretch goal. Continue to donate because I love it and I'm so excited for it. There you go. There's my weird D&D nerd moment gone. <sighs> okay, let's talk about some news. Uh, first off, let's talk about uh, World of Warcraft. Kevin, there was a Q&A recently, wasn't there? Uh, yeah, there was a Q&A that occurred recently, and we will have a link to it in the show notes. Um, was there anything notable that was said during the Q&A? Well, I did have... There, there was a couple of things that I, I, I found quite interesting. I'm just getting the list up. Uh, let me have a wee gander, because uh, I had a, I had a list, but now I can't, there it is, there it is. Let's see, uh, for people who are highly interested in character customization options, uh, which I know uh, the vast majority of the player base wants more customization for the characters, they are looking at stuff like that, they're looking at things like eye color, body types, not less so much on the height options. It's a little more complicated with the way the rigs are working, so probably not going to get height changes, but they are looking at other ways to customize their characters so they're less all look the, looking the exact same. So that's good. I'm happy about that. I mean, um, the one thing they mentioned too was being able to hide um, everything but pants for yes. transmogs. Oh, the transmog restrictions being lifted like that. Ah, yeah, that's great. I'm happy. Is that a big deal? I mean, it's one of the biggest things about transmog that always annoys, that's always annoyed me is the level of restrictions made upon it. And the, one of the things they said was uh, the long-time goal is to loosen the restrictions uh, over time as so players can have more self-expression. And that is something that I think they need to do the thing when it comes to world of warcraft is that a lot of us have been playing these characters for years my hunter it's my first pretty much the first ever character that i actually built a connection with first ever character that hit level 60 first one that ever hit 70 80 85 that was that's that was been my main for years i still have my first pets i still have items that you can't get anymore on that hunter and I look like every other generic hunter because the transmog restrictions are really, really strict. I can only wear mail. I can only... Uh, they did loosen up on the bows and guns a little bit, which I'm okay with. Um, but there's, there's so many things that could make your character look really unique. And because of the restrictions, you can't. It's, it's, 
I want to be able to make my characters look how I want them to look, rather than Blizzard has decided that you have to look like this because you're this class. So these are the only things you can use. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I like being able to hide stuff that doesn't go well with my character, which tends to happen with a gnome because you're some gnome. things look bigger <laughs> than they should on a gnome's body. Like the, the scaling doesn't work all the time. Yeah. So that's that's cool. More options are better. Uh, um, they did mention something about the portals. Yeah, uh, they're bringing they are... back Taverns of Time. Yes, they are bringing back the Cameras of Time portal uh, based on feedback, and that'll be the available again at the next update. Um, as well as something to uh, a little bit of UI update for quests. Um, in the next update, uh, there will be a pathfinding directions uh, to quests that take place on other continents. So if you're on Kalimdor during a quest and you pick an, and the continuation part of that quest is on Eastern Kingdoms, the quest uh, tracker will tell you. Okay, go to Eastern Kingdoms. That's where you need to be for this next part of this quest. Which I was discussing this with Nethi earlier. It, there's a, there's a, it's, it's really helpful. It's going to be really helpful for new players. Uh, that was her point, and I completely agree with it. Um, because if you're someone who's played for years, like you know, like oh, it's, there's nothing. There's, there's no actual quests. Uh, tracker there so let's click on the quest oh the map's up oh that's eastern kingdoms i have to go over there now if you're a new player you're not always going to necessarily know that so you know the fact that they're adding that to, to make it very visible is very helpful for new players so i really appreciate that yeah i see some things here about leveling too they said that um leveling needs work they're discussing yeah. a uh, level squish um I don't know. I mean, yeah, getting through 120 levels from scratch doesn't sound like it's something that's going to take overnight. Um, but I, I don't think they should mess with it. I think if you want to start from level one, start from level one. There's methods to buy boosts and things like that. So I don't I don't see the problem. No, I I don't see the problem with a level squish. Um, my only concern is that. <laughs> Already with the way they've redesigned the leveling zones, people there are just zones that people skip. Some people skip Burning Crusade, some people completely ignore uh, um, Northrend uh, during the 60 to the 80 bracket, some people completely ignore uh, the Cataclysm zones, or some people completely ignore the Pandaria zones going from the 80 to 90 bracket. They're all, if, if, they do another, if they do a level squish, they're going to be cutting out more content. And I understand, oh, it's older content, it doesn't really matter. It's still content that these people have put so much effort into and that if newer players come in, are just never going to see it. That's my worry, that new players are just going to miss out on so much beautiful content. It's, for as much as we rag on Cataclysm, one of the worst expansions Blizzard's ever done in, re in regards to its endgame. In regards to the changes it did to the to the er, to the old world, best thing Blizzard has done in this game to date, because it made the game it future proofed this game. It made it completely replayable uh, for for new players. It made it more accessible to new players. 
And yeah, this is going to make it more accessible, but it's cutting out so much of that Cataclysm content. That's my worry. Hmm. I mean, yeah, you're even if you do have a level squish, or even if they don't do a level squish, you're not going to see all the content from those expansions from just going through and leveling ones. Um, you know, the, things like time walking and other content gets you back into those older zones so that you can experience more of it. I mean, um, it, it might be interesting if people want to level faster. I mean, I think that's why heirloom gear exists. Like if you want to speed up exist the leveling, well. yeah, if you want to speed, speed up the leveling experience, there's ways to do that, you know, and the people who aren't using those things or don't have them yet. Yeah. Go through the game on slow mode or, you know, regular speed mode. Like, there's lots of cool stuff in those zones that you should see. And the, you know, the slower the leveling process is, the more of those zones you'll see. You know, the more dungeons El- you'll do, things like that. Elby makes a fair point. We don't actually know how they're going to do this level squish if they do one. Just because they squish the levels doesn't mean they won't make the XP requirement the exact same. Overall. Hmm. It might take the same amount of time. We don't know. Or they might just cut everything in half. Yeah. And it'll take half the time. We don't know. That's that's why it's it, it's too early to really tell them what they're going to do because they haven't given us any real information on it. But I, it is one of those things that until we know, I'm especially because of how things have been going lately in regards to Blizzard and Activision Blizzard and Warcraft in general, I'm going to lean more on the side of, well, this is probably going to be bad. I mean, it would be interesting if the leveling system was more geared towards the number of expansions that have come out so that you can kind of tell how far along in the game you are based on your level. Um, I don't know. So instead of having 10 levels per expansion, you have five or you have three. Or As long as they don't one. do some fucking type of Paragon system for leveling, I'm happy. I don't want a fucking <laughs> Diablo-esque Paragon level system. As long as we don't get that bullshit. I'll be happy. Well, yeah, because you're obsessed with filling up bars, and that's a bar you can't fill up. Fucking right. <laughs> <laughs> Spots fucking on. Um, let's uh, talk about the controversy of the week, shall we? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, there has been a recent ban wave, and it has hit some high up members of the WoW community in regards to YouTube people, uh, actual YouTubers being hit by this ban. Um. An article on Wowhead reads that uh, Blizzard issued temporary bans to players who exploited a bug with the drought of 10 uh, lands added in patch 8.1. For people who are unaware of what that is, this uh, is a potion that was added in 8.1 that increases all stats by uh, a scaling number and uh, experience gained by 10% for one error. And it's on a three second cooldown, stacks up to 20 times, yada, yada, yada. I'm not going to go into details on how the actual thing, how the exploit works, because as far as I know, it has been patched, but just in case it ever happens again, and because, you know, shit breaks, um, not going to go into it. Uh, I note that not all players are banned for the same length of time. Some were banned for as short as two to three days, uh, likely based on how they utilize the exploit. However, there are multiple people uh, who have received up to 31 day bans including a prominent YouTuber uh, called Preach, 
if you're aware of Preach Gaming, he has been a WoW YouTuber since I want to say the Burning Crusade days. He started YouTube. Remember, am I right on that? I don't know. I know he's been. I know he's been doing it for a very long time. His Shit Show Fridays is one of his biggest things on his channel. I love Preach. I watch Preach all the time. He's a fantastic YouTuber. Funny as all hell. He was hit, he was one of the ones that was hit with a 31-day ban because of this exploit. Uh, and, and there's been some implications around this um, with some of the uh, participants in the Mythic Dungeon Invitational not being able to actually participate because they were banned. And if you have any red flags on your account and you're trying to participate in things like this to compete, you get a six-month ban automatically. For esports. For the event. For the esports event. Not for WoW, but for the esports event. Yeah, specifically, there were two members of Gulch Trotters that were um, suspended due to terms of use violation, which means that they're banned from esports events for six months. And that took them out of the upcoming MDI um, exhibition event that's coming up. Yes. Um, um, so they will be replaced by Free Marcy instead during that event. Yes. So two people screwed up and their whole team is being affected because yeah. of it. Which also sucks because they're only allowed to have a single substitution. So if one person would have been banned, they would have been fine. <laughs> but, but since because two, two of were, them did it, yep. they're fucked. Yep. Um, another impl- implementa- uh, implication is that players that receive the longest ban up to the 31-day ban will miss the first week of the Crucible of Storm Raid, which will open on April 16th in America and April 17th Europe and April 18th in Asia. They'll make the Mythic week that follows, but they will miss the opening week for Normal Heroic. Which Mm. people use the Normal Heroic week to learn the basic tactics to update themselves for Mythic. So if any of the Mythic Raiders got banned... Y'all are fuck. Y'all are dumb. <laughs> yeah. I, we'll be sitting on the bench. I, I want to give my general opinion on this. It's, if it's obviously something that's not supposed to fucking work that way, it's your own goddamn fault if you utilize that. Yeah. And yeah, I agree with you. If I mean, I mean, it's difficult because it's like, well, the game lets me do it and it, Let's me get more and more EXP, so I should just do it, right? But I no, think bad idea. In your head, there's a point where you're like, "This is probably not supposed to work this way." You know, I mean, you should always assume that things like that aren't supposed to work this way. Yeah. When, so, like, you click it off, or you, you know, uh, log out of your account. How it works, just in case it right. comes back and other people do it. Let's not go into details on specifically how the exploit works. I mean. You can Google it if you want to see how it works, just yeah, because but, it doesn't work anymore. But, but anyway, just in case, <laughs> yeah, um, we will not tell you how to cheat in video games. No, far uh, from it. But yeah, I mean, I understand. But there's always that temptation because it's like, oh, I can get EXP faster. Let me do that because I have some alts I need to level, or there's a new allied race that just came out, and I want to level that from scratch. You know, like. People are tempted to do that because of partially the issue that Ian was talking about in the Q&A, which is the leveling experience. People are not happy with it in general. So anything that they can do to circumvent having to go through 100 and 
20 levels from scratch, they will. And people also need to realize that if Blizzard let any kind of exploit uh, just go and not actually do anything, that's setting a precedent that, oh, they're not going to do shit, so let's just keep doing shit. The more that if they can, if they set their precedent that if you break the rules, we will ban you, or we will do something to, we will do something. If you breach terms of service, something will happen. If they keep that precedent up, it is an incentive for people to not do it. If they just let it go and just don't care, then it's just going to happen more, and it's just and it's going to escalate. And we don't, you don't want that shit to happen. I mean, the one thing that I think was the closest to a quote-unquote exploit that I used was the Legion invasions right before that expansion came out. That's not an exploit. That was designed for that. That's the thing that was designed around that. It wasn't an exploit, but I got multiple characters to max level by spending like an hour or two. Yeah, but and then they didn't ever do that again, which I'm kind of wish they would go back to that because some like... The only reason I did that on the Druid character I had was because I didn't want to have to go through Warlords of Draenor again, and that was incentive enough for me to use that event to level my character to max. And I think that people want to do that. Like they, Certain people hate certain expansions, and they want yeah. to skip them entirely. And they did do some of those changes where you can pick the expansion you want to go to when you're leveling. But there's, I mean, I skip Burning Crusade every time. Exactly. And... Other people, you know, want to skip Warlords of Drainer or Pandaria or whatever it is. And there needs to be methods to do that or, you know. I mean, there is level, a method to, to do up that. The it's kind of level list. You know, if you have a character who's gone through levels 1 to 120, you know, once or multiple times, they should have the ability to level how they want to level for their next alt. I mean, know? there is a way to skip everything. It's called a level boost. Yeah. But still, if you want to actually play the game, then knowing, you know, having multiple expansions and multiple levels of content, the more choice you give people, I think the happier they'll be. Fair. I'll, I'll accept that point. You know, like the thing where you can pick between uh, Burning Crusade and Northrend, is that something that you can do to skip Warlords of Draenor? Or you have no, to play Warlords. Uh, so at the mo- as it stands at the moment, Warlords and Legion are their own individual things. You cannot skip them. You have to go through them unless you uh, do it just through dungeons or through treasures or whatever you do. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the moment, you you have to do those. You have to go through those basic chains. Um, right. But that's not to say that they won't do the same thing that they've done with other expansions, where it becomes you can choose between Warlords or Legion. And people would choose Legion every time. <laughs> Not necessarily, because Warlords actually had a really good leveling experience. I enjoyed War. I enjoyed the Warlords leveling experiences. Everything after that that was bad. Yeah, I would skip it and go straight I like to the Legion. Warlords leveling experience. I'm okay to do the Warlords stuff because I liked leveling. It was just everything after that that was bad. Oh, you know what? I would probably skip Stormheim. I liked Stormheim. It was Everyone just bashes on Stormheim. It was so good. Without flying, it was a pain in the ass. <laughs> Oh, I hate flying. <laughs> fucking grappling hook everywhere, like you're in Legend of Zelda or something. It was no, just did them. Oh. <laughs> uh, so, why don't you talk about the Overwatch changes that are coming in? Yes, there is a video that details all of the new Overwatch changes that are coming, and 
if you have been living under a rock and have not watched any of the Overwatch esports recently, you'll know that there's definitely some problems with tuning in Overwatch and the meta in Overwatch. Um, assassins don't exist. <laughs> yes, assassins, assassins do not exist. It's three tanks, three healers, every match on both sides, multiple times with mirror matches, identical heroes on both sides. Um, and the Overwatch team is obviously taking this to heart. And um, the new hero that was just released was partially to um, combat this meta, uh, Baptiste. Um, I can't remember the name of the meta, but the meta, was it the frog something? I can't remember. I cannot remember. I don't, Heroes East, no, Heroes Esports fucking mess Heroes Esports. Yeah. Overwatch Esports just bored me because of that. So, yeah, there was a specific team that popularized this meta where, or this play style where you would pick three tanks and three healers and basically never die. And, um, (coughs) sorry. Breathe, Kevin. Frog in my throat. Um, so yeah, they, they created this meta and now basically everyone uses it. So, um, uh, one of the things that they've done to kind of combat this is to not nerf all the uh, tanks and healer characters, which you, you would expect, right? Like if everyone's playing those, Oh, why, why don't you just nerf them all? What they've chosen to do and what uh, Jeff Kaplan has said in past videos is that, you know, if we see someone is overpowered, we should just buff the other heroes to make them overpowered. So when you go through this video, there is, you know, three minutes of just slide after slide of hero buffs that they've done for almost every hero in the game, it seems (laughs) like the amount of players that are or the amount of heroes that are getting buffed is crazy. Um, there are some slight nerfs to, you know, some characters that are overpowered. Like um, everyone seems to be playing um, Zenyatta right now and Zarya. Um, so there were some like slight nerfs to those characters. Um, but it's good to see that they're actually buffing up the other characters and trying to make them more viable. Um, instead of just, oh, here's the six heroes that everyone's play playing let's just nerf them into the ground until they don't play them anymore you know so i i liked how they went about it we'll see what actually happens and if it's actually useful or viable and if it switches the meta so that assassins are played again um but yeah i don't i don't know what do you think chris I hope that it becomes uh, uh that the assassins come back into the meta because i i for one think I, I I enjoyed watching a lot of here. Uh, I keep saying heroes because I miss it so much. I I enjoyed a lot of Overwatch esports. Um, I didn't I didn't watch it a lot at BlizzCon because we because we all watched the heroes stuff because we were all major heroes fans over Overwatch. Um, but it's watching it at home. It becomes so stale just seeing three tanks and three supports everywhere. And no one is getting blown up. Every all the fights. No, take there's forever. no, there's no like insta pops anymore, and I miss it. I miss the insta pops. It's just like watching people, like just hearing ultimates going off all the time. It's just oh, it's I'm so sick bad. of fucking hearing Reinhardt. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sick of it at this point. It's all we hear anymore. Mm-hmm. I will be your shield. I love Darren DePaul. Fucking <laughs> love Darren DePaul. But I'm sick of just hearing Reinhardt in every goddamn game. Give us some. Give us. I hope this meta shift is happens. I hope it shakes it up. It'd be so good. 
Yeah. So uh, yeah, that that was the major change in Overwatch. That patch is one point three four, and uh, I think that's going live soon. Um, LB has a correction in the chat right now. The meta that I'm talking about with the three tanks, three healers is called the goats meta. Oh, the see, we were talking meta. about LB having his deck in your mouth and I, I, the goats comment confused me. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Chris, why don't you start talking about Heroes of the Storm? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, Kevin. Um... Okay, let's yes, we'll move on to the meat, the the stuff we want to talk about, the big important stuff. Heroes of the Storm. Uh big major event coming. Uh this is the equivalent to the to the lunar event. Um uh it is called the uh, Chaldeum Complex. Uh it is in another attempt to really build up some lore within the Nexus. Uh, for people who are unaware, they had the previous event uh, that was built around the Ra- Raven Lord. It's the Raven Lord, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, because the Raven Lord and the Grave Keeper. Yes. Uh, so the event built around the Raven Lord and the release of his daughter, uh, who I always forget her name, Ophila, Ophira, Ophia, Orphia, Orphia. It's such a weird name. Uh, Orphea, who is the first Nexus-born hero. Uh, This is another event talking, uh, going into details on the uh, Chaldeum Acropolis? Acropolis? Is that how you pronounce that? Um, Yeah, sure. Welcome to the Chaldeum Acropolis. I believe that's how you pronounce it. Uh, There is a uh, four paragraph uh, little mini story going into details on the lore of this event and the lore of this area of the Nexus. Uh, and you will be getting the normal uh, quests that come through this event, the, the standardized question that unlocks skins, sprays, uh, mounts, uh, emotes, all those good stuff that you get in Heroes of the Storm. As well as you will be getting the standard uh, Chaldeum Complex loot chests. Uh, now, this event will kick off on March 26th in America's March 27th in Europe and March 28th in Asia, uh, where all loot chests earned through the progression uh, system, or through Heroes Brawl, or through leveling heroes, or through uh, spending gold on loot chests. We'll talk about that in a bit. Um, these. These will all be changed into the Chaldean loot chests uh, during this event, and these uh, these will all guarantee at least one item from the current Chaldean uh, complex event or previous lunar festival events that happen this time of the year. Um, so that's going to be great. It looks like these are going to be going until April thirtieth. So we get almost yeah. an entire month for we get over a month for this event. That's a long time. I'm excited to get some skins. Uh, as a note, though, any any loot chests earned prior to the beginning of this event will not be converted into the Chaldean loot chests. So if you do have chests coming up, hold them. Just hold them for a, for a couple days more. You can get some nice stuff out of it. Yeah, or you can do what Lord Shaper does, which is get <laughs> everyone almost to leveling, and then as Just soon as the event hits, level everyone. Exactly. That's 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 what I've started doing. I've got quite a few people that are like one match away from leveling. Mm-hmm. Um, another drastic change that's coming uh, was spoke about at BlizzCon uh, this year. Uh, it is the changes to Hero and Team League. Uh, it's not all the changes they spoke about, but it is significant changes. 
Starters, Hero League and Team League, gone. They have been merged into a single-ranked queue match called Storm League. Um, to participate in Storm League, you must have 16 or more heroes available and an account level of 50 or above to queue. Uh, players can choose their preferred roles in the new ranked menu. Uh, so other team members uh, in solo queue or in uh, duo or whatever group size you're working with uh, can see what you're going to play. Uh, which, Amazing. Thank fuck. I mean, League of Legends did this a long time ago. It took heroes time to get there, but you know, they got there. I'm so proud of these. Um, players can also see party members' win counts under their ranked badges in the Strong League's queuing screen. That's a nice little that's a nice little shore there. Okay, so this guy's this guy's actually doing quite pretty well in team in Storm League this season. This is good. We might actually win. Stuff like that. This is good. Um the starting MMR of Storm League will be taken from the player's uh last highest MMR from Hero League or Team League, whichever is highest. There was some talk about it being we'll take your Storm your Hero League and your Team League, add them up in half. But that's not happening. It's whatever one's higher, that's your MMR now. I'm okay with that. Uh, players will be prevented from queuing in Storm League as a party together if their ranks differ from up to two leagues apart. So if you are a platinum player, you cannot queue with someone who is bronze. That's just how that is. Sorry. It's, it's fair. Deal with it. <laughs> There are exceptions to this, though, uh, for players that are in a party of five. Any member, uh, doesn't matter what your MMR or your league is, doesn't matter. You can still queue together, if, as long as you're a full five. Um, players who have not yet placed will also be able to queue with anyone, because your MMR is in such a, fluctu such a fluctuation, doesn't really matter. So those are the two exceptions to the queuing league for the new storm league this the new those are the two exceptions to the queuing rule for the new storm league trying to english there's a lot of information coming out from heroes trying to get it right i apologize um we have also had two seriously drastic redesigns for two pretty big players uh lucio uh the first overwatch support that was added to the game uh has had a significant redesign uh there is a lot of big changes talents including uh, a level 20 talent called house party all of your healing is increased by 10 percent for each ally within your aura um you've got let's see what else have we got the one thing that i saw that was interesting was his um ability to like skate around the board was switched to Z, which is the mount button. And when you wall ride, you can jump off of a wall and deal 100 damage and slow an enemy by 75% for a second by hitting them. So you can like, you know, like slide off of a wall, hit someone and CC them. So that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that, that's true. His new, uh, his wall ride has been moved to his actual mount instead of being his trait. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. And that's called push off, yep. which if you play Overwatch, you know that that's. So does that temporarily does that technically mean he doesn't have a trait anymore? Um, I'm wondering what the trait will be. The trait is probably the ability to crossfade, right? Or, no, no, wait, hold on, hold on. Wall raid has been moved to Z. His new trait is push off. 
<laughs> while wall okay. road is active you can jump off the wall gotcha and deal damage okay greenfield so uh, that's probably going to be an activatable ability that's an activatable trait yeah that's, i'm okay with that i'm okay with that uh let's see what else hey he did get a new ultimate new heroic high five uh quickly skate towards target allied hero healing them for 250 and granting unstoppable for one second now as a note doesn't actually say that any of his ultimates have been removed mm, that's true it doesn't actually say that amp it up or i can't i can't remember what shield's called what's his shield called i always just say I, break yeah. it down because that's what he says every time <laughs> Yeah, the massive shield the, the or massive the ability shield to slower and, damage heroes around you. Yeah, there's no note here saying that either of them have been removed. Does that mean Lucio has three ultimates? They can choose from potentially. Sound I mean, barrier okay is what you're thinking. Sound of. barrier. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So the the new one is interesting because it allows you to have a 15 second cooldown per hero. So you know the one thing that he's always been lacking is the ability to kind of spot heal people. Yeah, because he's, he's he's a pure AOE healer. He has no yeah. spot heals. So this this will be good for burst damage and make him more viable when the enemy composition has a lot of burst damage. Very true. Um, very true. So that will be interesting and hopefully open up his playstyle. There's been a lot of other talent changes. Read the show or read the um, patch notes. Yeah, like a lot of talents have just been flat out removed and put in, yep. and new talents have been put in. Um, there's far too much for us to go through. Please, if you are if you are a lover of heroes, look at the show notes. Uh, we will have a link there for the entire patch notes uh, for you to look at. So uh, let's have a wee gander at Chrome, shall we? Uh, now yeah. this is going to um, mess me up because I keep forgetting that all of our talents are dropped down by two levels. So I'm looking at level eight, thinking what, and then realizing oh, they're her ultimates. <laughs> yeah. So maybe it's easier to to read through some of the developer comments here on Chromey, but they said that the goal for Chromie was to update um, to create various degrees of success that Chromie can enjoy so that she doesn't feel quite the same all or nothing mage as she has been in the past. Traditionally, she often required a hard counter to keep her in check or to completely wreck an opponent, uh, creating polarizing experiences. They've instituted a lot of changes to allow Chromie to get uh, partial success with her abilities um, whilst also widening her toolkit um diversifying her kit wanting to make sure that she feels special and uh sand, sa uh, sand echoes and predictive gameplay with Dra dragon's breath are still a unique part of her ability so um some of the major changes was that her q ability um now has the ability to hit minions which um it didn't used to before like if you just hit q into a minion pack it just went through everything now it will hit in minions but stop at the first one that it hits so you can't you know go you know uh click on an enemy hero and hit them through a minion pack if it hits a minion it stops the sand blast and you won't be able to hit that person so i noticed that the quest has also been removed for it yeah um so that's one of the major changes um Dragon's Breath W no longer has a visible effect for enemies, so it will go back to landing at random places and you running and hiding for your life when that yep, occurs. So I fucking hate Chrome. <laughs> She's a cunt. Yeah, that was one of the things <sighs> that made her kind of 
really easy to counter because you could just see where the dragon's breath was going to land and move out yep. of the circle and you were fine. Yep. So that no longer happens. So um the I know that, you know, for a friend of the show, Elby, who loved to play Chromie and, you know, said that she was ruined and broken and he wasn't going to play heroes ever again and uninstall the game, this might be an option to go back and try her out again uh and see if she's worth it. I mean, Elby, I love you. Overreaction. <laughs> That's as bad as Daniel wanted to uninstall because Tracer existed because he's a murky main. <laughs> oh yeah, he he got wrecked by Murky for a long time. He was not happy when she was put into that game. He was so <laughs> fucking angry. Like, oh my god, he's, Tracer is literally there to be a dick to Murky's. Well, yes, because no one else can be a dick to Murky's. <laughs> exactly, because they're unstoppable. Um, the E ability was the time trap. So you would place a little um, hourglass on the ground, someone would hit it, they would get CC'd for a moment. Um, once placed, now you have to reactivate the trap with D to detonate it and put all the units in the area in a time stop. So that's interesting. If you've placed one and the hero's gotten close to where you've placed it, now you can just hit D and as and long as the detonates. hero is near it, it detonates and it puts them into that the time That is stop. very cool. That I like that they've, they've added an actual reactivation for that because it was it was one of those abilities you dropped and just ignored. Yeah, now because you like some, now you have some control over it. I love it. Yeah, if they if they never went to that exact spot where you put it down, it was never valuable. Now, you know, if they get close, you can just detonate it and set up a combo, which is like mm. her bread and butter. Now. Isn't D usually the trait button? Um, D is usually the trait button, yeah. So that's been added to her trait then as well to reactivate. I would assume so. Okay. The trait, it does mention the trait Time Walker slash Bronze Talons. Um, so maybe that is part of her trait when she's not in dragon form. He doesn't have a dragon form. He doesn't have dragon form. Um, no, it's Ali. That's, that's, that's I Ali. haven't seen a Chromie in a long time. Ali is Ali is the one with the dragon form. Yeah. Chromie is not. <laughs> okay, so yeah, it's um, again lots of reworks to talents on almost every level. So go check out the show notes or show notes and click through to the patch notes to read through and and see what else has been changed. Um, there were a, there was a tiny, tiny little change to Lenora, but I, I do think it is worth mentioning because it is a significant change to her movement speed or, or movement mechanics. Um, her Q uh, at level four, the level four talent Blossom Swell, movement speed bonus has been reduced from 15 to 12. Uh, this movement speed bonus will now stack with other movement speed bonus. Now, the developer comment says that Due to Lunara's unique movement speed mechanics, a recent update with Blossom Swell was not as beneficial as Lunara as we had hoped. Uh, to address this, we are slightly reducing its bonus, but allowing it to stack with other movement uh, speed bonuses, including Lunara's very trait, um, which should dramatically increase the total movement speed that she gets from this talent. So, uh, Lunara's already a nightmare, even as she stands right now, with her movement speed. Ta-da! <laughs> Even more. Yeah. But, you know, to be fair, that's the only way that she stays alive is by having that movement speed ability because yes, if yes, she gets true. CC'd, she, is, she just Oh, gets she it. pops. She just pops. Doesn't matter who you're playing. She will pop. Yeah. 
So that's why I'm okay with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's it's nice that they're continuing to make adjustments to heroes and seeing which mm-hmm. ones are weak or need to be adjusted and making those changes, as well as continuing with lore and new quest events because it seems like yep. they've slowed down development mm-hmm. on it, but they're still coming out with some updates. So, so uh, nice very quick on this uh, last two things, very quickly because we are running over. Um, Heroes of the Storm is ditching paid loot boxes. Uh, the announcement was made via the patch notes uh, that starting on the starting with this new patch coming, the players will no longer be able to use gems, the game's uh, real money currency, to purchase loot chests. Instead, you'll uh, either earn them by playing uh, heroes and leveling them up, or spending gold to purchase them. So, I'm okay with this because they did also recently make the change that you can now buy skins with gems. So. There's still an in-game currency uh, that you can purchase skins with, but there's also still that premium currency that will allow Blizzard to continue to monetize the game, put more money into it to actually continue development yeah. on it for things like that. So good change. It allows people to get what they want, but it also allows people to still be able to spend their gold to get some loot chests. So good change, Blizzard. Very happy. Yeah, Very I think it feels better to be able to play the game and get currency and buy and use that currency to get random stuff. But yep. then if you want to target a specific item, you can do that with real money. So yep. I think that makes sense overall. I completely agree. And very last, uh, very last point, uh, the new roles that were talked about at BlizzCon have will finally be coming to the game. Uh, the roles will be redesigned um, and we will have tank, which will include things like Johanna, uh, Bruiser, which will include things like Varian. Support, which will include, uh, believe it or not, Zarya and Tassadar. Uh, Healer, which will be Lily, uh, Morales, Melee Assassins, Illidan, Thrall, and Range Assassins, uh, Kael'thas and Raynor. Finally, a very clear, defined role system for each hero in the game. One of the biggest things for new players jumping in to actually learn everything and figuring it out. Very happy about this. It's a long and time coming. It will prevent people from solo uh, tanking as Sonya, which I think is a great thing. <laughs> because it was uh, like everyone who played the game was like, no, Sonya is not a tank. She's a bruiser. She does I, damage. Can I just very. Before they made such big changes to, um, what's his name, Tyrael, I would have put him in the bruiser category, but no, they've made so many changes to him that he is tanky as fuck now. I'm glad they've moved him into the tank category. I love that. I think it's great. Yeah. Well, I think uh, they probably evaluated how many they had in bruiser versus tank, and they probably knew that some people needed some talent changes to get them into one category or another before they made this change. I think their support categorizations are on point. Abathur, Lost Vikings, Medivh, Tassadar, and Zarya. <laughs> yeah, Tassadar was never a main healer, although no. I wanted him to be. Yes, uh, <laughs> and I'm so glad that they have put Taranda in as a healer. Yay, she is a healer. She's not a support. She's not an assassin. She's a healer. Yeah. I, I would have made Zarya a bruiser. Honestly, no, because because she has the healing utilities. She has a support. She actually has heals and shields. 
Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I it's it's interesting. I I mean, I think that this should help improve like random matches with people if they're pushing for like a tank, a, a healer, and a range assassin or something like a combination of that in a match. Because and it'll, it'll yeah, help like, new players as well because if you started heroes and then you saw Zagara as a specialist, what the fuck does specialist mean? Right. <laughs> now you look at Zagara and it's ranged, ranged assassin. Oh, I know what that means. Yeah. And it will prevent them from like thinking that specialist just means go off in a lane and never help your team. Yes, that's not what specialist means, people. Stop, <laughs> stop thinking that. That is far from what it means. Maybe if you're a fucking, maybe if you're a fucking Sylvanas, sure, I'll get old Sylvanas. I'll give you that, but no, the rest, no. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, overall, great changes here. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think the biggest or the most important change is the Bruiser tank distinction. Yes, I completely. No, I think the the biggest cha- the biggest and most important change is the bruiser tank distinction, but the healer support distinction as well. That's true. Those too. two distinctions are massive. Yeah. Uh, in regards to everyone knowing wh- who does what. Yes. If we don't have a te- if we don't have a healer, that doesn't mean uh, pick Abathur and we're fine. No, that doesn't yeah. mean that. <laughs> or pick Tassadar and we're pick fine. Pick Tassadar, we're fine. We no, don't have a healer. No. Pick Medivh. We're fine. No. <laughs> no. That never works. Pick a fucking Lily. Pick a Morales. Pick a Toronto. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, the, yeah. The, I think this is definitely going to help, but. 100%. Uh, it will be interesting to see if this is implemented into the quick match um, matchmaking now. Uh, I, I hope it is because that's. Honestly, League of Legends does it so well. You pick your role before you queue. I love it. I that's one of the biggest things I love about League, and I fucking hate League at this point. <laughs> the only thing I like about League is their queuing system. <laughs> it's just like don't put me in a group with like a Tassadar, Medivh, and only support heroes. You know? Yeah. Like, oh. Do it right, people. Um, do you have anything for do that or don't do that? Uh, I well, I'm thinking about a lot of stuff that I want to talk about. Dirty laundry. Definitely thinking about. I will. I will say this. I will say this. God damn it, Kevin! I think this is solid advice. Um, if you or your friends or anyone you know is talking shit about your guild, just go talk to the officers. Don't spend an inordinate amount of time talking shit with your friends, actually talk to the officers and let them do their job. Let them officer. That is my advice. That's my do that. Well, we'll go one week eventually without Dirty Laundry being aired on this show. But with that, ladies and gentlemen, that is our show. Uh, You can talk to us during the week. You can find us on Twitter at AzerothCTC. Uh, you can find Kevin on at SwingCat, uh, that's SwingCat with a K. You can find me at Akari underscore Mag, or you can find our lovely missing Gavril at Gavril underscore ET, and that's two I's, one L. You can send feedback uh, to feedback at azrothctc.com. Uh, for links to today's show, you can visit our website, azrothctc.com. 
Uh, shoot us reviews on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, all those lovely places. And as always, you guys are wonderful. We love you. Please just keep being awesome. And uh, say you're an asshole, Kevin. You're an asshole. Good night.